0: If you want the new Morgan you asked for koozie delivered to your mailbox please give us a five star rating and review on your podcast player screenshot the picture of it and email it to me the email address is Morgan you asked for podcast at gmail.com thanks again for listening welcome to this edition of Morgan you asked for podcast solo today just the way things work out Trevor and I didn't work out this week even though he's in town it, it's it's kind of weird, but it, it's happened before. When he's actually in town, it's a little bit more difficult for us to get together and uh, do the podcast than when he's traveling on the road or or out in Colorado at, at home for him. So uh, probably a little bit shorter today. And just uh, still a little kind of monologue here. You know, first thing we're going to hit on, the Jack Trice uh, legacy game. Good win for the Cyclones. Fun day. Lots of, you know, just remembrance and just thinking about the man and who he was and, and what he meant to the university and not just the football team, the, the vigil on Sunday at the camp you know, kind of recreated his funeral there. And, you know, there's a scholarship they gave and having George Trice there. And, you know, he made a good statement. I don't know if it was officially or not, or it was just on Twitter or whatever, but he wants it to be more than just about sports because of what, his I think it's his great great uncle is the official relation to him wanted to do outside of football and give back to uh, slaves uh, freed slaves that had happened and teach them how to farm more on their own and not in the plantation setting in the south and so I think that's going to be a little bit more focused uh, going on the future for that game I don't know if it'll be an every year game there are some people that think it would be a good idea I do. I think it would be a good idea where, uh, the jerseys and everything else. Once a year, first game in October, every home, first home game in October, good idea. But if it doesn't happen every year, that's okay too. Maybe make it an every five-year deal or whatever you want to do. I, I don't think this is the last Jack Trice game ever, but I don't know if it really has to be the first, uh, first, uh, October weekend every year. Um, but that's going to be up to people uh, that are way uh, higher up on the scale than I am. So, but get back to the game. They played a good football game. You know, is TCU the best team they've seen this year? No. Are they the worst football team they've seen this year? No, but Iowa state played well in special teams defense after the first quarter. And after the first half really changed um, how they played in the second half and got way better tackling. Four interceptions and then a also a punt block that was returned to the 10 or 11 yard line. So essentially, you know, a scoring chance right off a punt block. And then, you know, the offense did enough, you know, scored 27 points. You know, this offense in this situation, I don't think we're going to ask for 50 points. Uh, 27 should be good enough to win games for you uh, with a, a John Haycock led defense. So, just a great overall night. Now, here's the best thing about Saturday night to me. Now, night games are different. Night games are a little bit easier to do. But the pregame, fireworks, the music, the songs leading up to it was much better than in the previous games. They've got to figure out something to do during day games. similar. You know, and I understand, you know, if you lose that game, you're not you don't want to shoot fireworks off after the game. But since they won, it'd have been really nice to have fireworks after the game as well. But I understand that's a little bit more touchy situation. Uh, but I did like him at the beginning of the game um, when the, when the team came out, and it wasn't just a one off; it was a coordinated effort. Uh, lots of good pictures. You can find them on Twitter, and the stadium was sold out. It was it was what college football is all about, and it's why. Yes, is it easier to sit at home and watch it on your TV and listen to people and you have better views and everything? But Saturday night was a situation why I love going to the actual game. During the day, you're sitting there. I understand we a little bit of advantage. We have a camper there and everything. Uh, but friends came over, stopped by. High school friends stopped by with his two boys for a few minutes. And then you go into the game and, and enjoy it uh, with my son and dad and one of my son's friends. So just a great, great, great night for cycling football. Uh, And then looking ahead to this week, uh, tomorrow uh, morning, 11 o'clock at Cincinnati, it's a game you can win. Um, They are three and three on the season. You go win that one, you're four and two. You're back into the bowl conversation when you were left for dead after the Ohio game, and, and I was probably one of them. But give Iowa State coaches credit. They've changed offensively on what they do. And in doing so, they've opened up the running game a little bit better. And then the other thing, I think the team has just gotten a little bit better each week. And that's what you want to see. Is your team getting better? And historically, under Matt Campbell, Iowa State has not played their best football in September. They played their best football in October and into November. You know, for a long, long time there, Brock Purdy never lost a game in October. And he was a four-year starter. So. That's a lot of football games. And now they're kind of, you know, coining it Rocktober for for Rocco. And I hope that's the case because they have a chance here. You know, you win the game last week at Cincinnati, then you have a bye. And then you're at Baylor, who is not playing good football right now. So you've got a chance here over the next few weeks to change the outcome or the fortune of the season and give yourself a chance at postseason. And for a team like this, that postseason and having those extra practices and everything else are so, so important. And so, you know, I'm going to make a prediction here. Iowa State wins the football game 28-24. It's going to be a hard-fought game. It's going to be a great football game. And playing at uh, a new place that Iowa State has never played, they've never played Cincinnati before. Uh, There are a couple Ohio kids, you know, a couple Cincinnati kids there that uh, are going home. Obviously, Campbell's from there. I don't know. I don't know my Ohio geography great. Um, It's not right by where Matt Campbell is from and his coaching staff, but it's close enough. And they do like to recruit that area, and they're going to be fighting a lot more in that recruiting battle since Cincinnati is now in the Big 12. You know, if you wanted to play in the Big 12 before or whatever, you could go into Cincinnati and say, Hey, we're a Power Five program. If you don't want the Big 10, SEC, ACC, you know, warrior choice. Now Cincinnati can say, hey, now you can stay home and still play in the Big 12. So Iowa State's recruiting got a little harder out there and that's okay. So there's my prediction for the Cyclones this weekend and hopefully Saturday afternoon into the evening, we can celebrate a Cyclone victory with a cocktail or two. Now for the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes with another win, five and one on the season. I think if you asked Iowa fans before the season, they would have said, Yeah, 5-1 is probably realistic. Most people had them at losing at at Penn State. Now, the argument is, you know, how it's looked and how the offense has been. But overall, this is where you want to be. You're playing super meaningful games in October. You know, Iowa State's not playing for uh, a a chance at the Big 12 title game. They're out. Even though they've only lost. I mean, I guess technically they're not. They've only got one loss in the conference. Um, but realistically, it's not true. Well, I was the opposite. They go into Wisconsin. They win this football game. They're in the driver's seat, I believe for the big 10 Wests. And then you've got a one game, essentially a one game playoff that does not look good. I mean, they're they not the football team that Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan looks to be, but things do happen. And you just got to get there to uh, have yourself a chance, you know, if you don't get there, you don't have a chance. So um, this is, you know, kind of the biggest rivalry in the Big Ten West over the last, you know, 20 years. The winner of this game has represented the West, you know, several times in this game. Now, Wisconsin has kind of dominated, you know, over the last 15 years, this, this rivalry. Uh, but Wisconsin has a new coach this year, Luke Fickle, who left Cincinnati. We just talked about them. He's a good coach, but he does not have all his own players yet. Now, Transfer Portal helps with that. So he's a lot closer than coaches in previous years and everything, and you're able to transfer your team to what you want way faster. But they're not there yet. and But also, he's a Big Ten guy, Ohio State guy through and through. And so he understands what Wisconsin is. Um, yes, they're running the technically the air raid with their offense coordinator and stuff, but they still run the football. They're still Wisconsin. So. Not gonna, you know, I don't think this game's going to be 50 to, to 35. Uh, actually, the over-under is like 34 and a half, I think. Uh, I, I was told yesterday I didn't I haven't looked at it and the spreads 10. So that's, you know. Predicting essentially a, a twenty-three to thirteen game, or you know, or you know, twenty-two to to twelve game, whatever it is, there. Right, and that that thing. I do think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than that. Um, my prediction is Iowa does go out and win this football game, twenty-four to twenty. Um, you know, not not a great output on the offensive end, but I, I think in this situation. And is nine to six win is okay in in this game because this game is just all about winning. I don't care if you did have, you know, the best offense in the country. This is just an important game to win. And and I do think some Hawkeye fans, if they go win this game, no matter what the score is, will get off their back a little bit because, you know, Kirk Ferentz is is paid to win football games. He's not paid to have shiny offense. And to win games against Wisconsin, um, it's not always going to be shiny. And, it, you know, if it is, great, but just win the football game. Now, they go out and get beat 24 to 7. we got a whole different conversation. I will be, you know, getting more on the offense needs fixed, time for some changes. But I, I do not see that happening. But I guess it could. So there's there's my Hawkeye you know, kind of predictions and and everything and views there. Now on to the NFL football. Bears won a football game. Yeehaw. They're still not good. Um, Just lowering their chances to get uh, Caleb Williams. Uh, But they have a chance this week as well. um, Playing Minnesota. Um, You can win two or three, I think. uh, But you don't want to win too many more than that. And then obviously uh, for the Bears, because of the trade last year, you don't want the Panthers to win very many either. Really, the talk of the NFL is, again, the 49ers and Brock Purdy. He's still undefeated in the regular season. He's still undefeated on games he finishes. Um, He's just playing really good football, and that team is a really, really good football team. They're on a collision course over the next few weeks to play uh, Philadelphia, who's still undefeated as well, and obviously those are the two teams that played in the NFC Championship game. So... You know, just those teams are the top teams in the NFL right now. And they just keep doing what needs to be done to win football games. And Brock Purdy continues to just do what he's supposed to do. Everybody says this quarterback can go do that. Well, they've tried it with several quarterbacks, and, and he's been the best one. I'm not saying that, if, you know, if he goes to the Panthers, and is he doing the same stuff? Probably not. And if some of these quarterbacks aren't as good a situation, we're with the 49ers, would they be better? Probably. I think Kyle Shanahan is doing exactly what's best for his team and what's best to put Brock Purdy and his team in the best situation to win and be successful. And that's your job as a coach is to put your team in the best uh, situation to be successful, and then hopefully it works out for you. And then this is one, you know, we do not talk a lot of baseball on this podcast, but playoff baseball is different. It's one of my most favorite things to watch. Last, I'll use it last night as an example. I watched Houston or uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta play baseball. I did watch a little bit of Houston, West Virginia. I did not see the ending of that where the two big plays in the last 30 seconds and the Hail Mary win for Houston. Uh, but I did watch some of that game, not a lot, of, you know, a little bit of interest there because uh, what the Big 12 there. Uh, but I watched the baseball game. And actually, you when know, the baseball game got over, I turned over to the football game and it was over. So I did not watch a snap of the NFL game. I watched uh, the baseball game. Great game, home runs, the top four teams in baseball, Tampa, Atlanta, the Dodgers, are all out. Now, and, and they only have one win. Atlanta was the only one with the win. You know, and Baltimore would be that four team. They all got swept. Atlanta did win one game. Lots of reasons why. I don't know. It's just what I watched is better pitching and better timely hitting. I mean, and I understand that's baseball, but the pitching that is being done is some teams are made for 162 games and you use those analytics. You need five, six starters, but you don't need five and six starters right now. You got two, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies finished 14 games behind Atlanta during the regular season, but they made, Atlanta looks silly. They had so many. They had, I think, 11 home runs in the four games. Three last night, six the night before. Bryce Harper was just unbelievable. Last night, Trey Turner was unbelievable. And then and then if you're Atlanta, you're just kicking yourself. You had bases loaded with the MVP, most likely Acuna up to bat, and he had a gapper that they made the catch on. You had the chance. I think the biggest play in that game was a wild pitch, and a guy on third did not score to get it to three to two. And they did not. And then the next two batters did did not move the runners. And then Acuna flew out, so nobody scored. You get that game to three to two, changes everything, changes the pitching, it changes everything. And then they had the chance again in the ninth, and it didn't work. Uh, Like the week night before, you know, the Twins. Uh, did lose the Houston series and you strike out looking with your best hitter on, on deck. That's, that's frustrating. You got to find one of those guys got to find a way to get on, on base. I understand Presley is really, really good. One of the best uh, closers in baseball, but you got to find a way to get on. So really that's uh podcast today. Thank you for listening uh, a little, quite a bit shorter today. And obviously solo, Enjoy your weekend, and hopefully Trevor will be back next week, and we'll, we'll get together and do uh, one together next, you know, usually on Wednesday nights. So thanks a lot for listening, and we'll uh, talk to everybody again next week. Thank you for listening to Morgan you Asked for Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on your podcast player to help spread the podcast out to bigger audiences. One, two, three, four. I always keep drinking fever that I cannot shake, and those girls downtown are more than I can take. I wasted Rockies and the Sailors' mouths, and the boys in the back of the bar